Hello, everybody, and welcome back to With That Said, the podcast focused on helping and inspiring Black millennials to survive workplace culture. Well, at least that's how it started. Now my podcast is focused on elevating Black voices and showcasing our talents. It doesn't matter if you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're just becoming, in the words of former First Lady Michelle Obama, this podcast is a place for all of us to share our stories. If you like my content, be sure to follow me on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Now let's get into the conversation. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to With That Said. Today, I have a wonderful guest, Miss Alyssa Swans, and I'm so happy to have her. Alyssa specializes in e-commerce marketing, and I am so excited to have her get into a wonderful conversation with my audience about how you can monetize your business and grow your revenue. So I'll turn it over to Alyssa to give a more formal introduction of herself, and then we'll get into the conversation. Alyssa? Hey. (laughs) Hello. 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 So, um... How do I introduce myself? Look, so I am Alyssa Swans. I am the email marketing John. I um, run an email marketing agency specifically for e-commerce brands, uh, specializing in beauty, fashion and beauty, right? So, and I've been in the e-commerce space for like the last six years, I want to say. So I am the go-to person for email marketing um, in the e-commerce space. So the first question I have is, what exactly is a John? Because if you are not from, see, I know you're from Philly, so I know. But for the audience who's listening all over the world, what exactly is a John? So we can, and then, you know, what is it like to be from Philly? Did you grow up there? How, you know, how'd you get into e-commerce? Definitely. So that's funny. Um, John, person, place, or thing, right? And then also... It's anything that's popping. <laughs> no, it's literally a person, place, or thing. Because it could be like, pass me that John, right? <laughs> or that John was corny. Like, it could mean anything um, in a context of a person, place, or thing. So I am literally the email marketing John. And it could be like, oh, he look good. He looking like a John <laughs> over there. So it's levels to John. <laughs> But I am from Philly. Um, I grew up here. Live still living in Philly. Um, before COVID, I was frequently flying, but uh, that came to a, a halt. But I'm from Philly all my life. Raised in the hood. Um, and I experienced, I feel like my experience growing up, even though I was living in the hood, my experience growing up was different because I went to school downtown. All the schools that I went to um, were like downtown. So I was out of a different environment. My mom, she worked at a a five-star hotel as a housekeeper. So my eyes was really open to different things in life that really, I believe, shaped my future. Yeah, I mean, for you to grow up in Philly and what you call the hood and turn out to become a bona fide entrepreneur, that is a story that needs to be told. So first I have to know, I know you, I I saw on your your LinkedIn, I'm sorry, not your LinkedIn, your Instagram profile that you used to work for Amazon 
And then you stopped working for Amazon and then you moved over into entrepreneurship. So my first question is, where did that courage come from to leave a steady nine to five and really just go into business for yourself? And then what truth or lie did you have to tell yourself to get those wings to fly? Ha, truth or lie. That's a good one. So Amazon was one of those. So a little backstory is that I grew, so I went to college, but I dropped out. And also when you're from Philly, or I feel like sometimes any family, black families in particular, is like you made it when you got a house, a car, and a degree, right? Mm-hmm. And I was supposed I feel like I wasn't, I didn't make, I made it in my family, but I wasn't happy because I had a house, I had a car, I had a a job, a good, good, I had a good, good job at Amazon. And I was severely depressed because my daughter was like two years old and I co-parent and I was not seeing my daughter and I was not happy mentally. I didn't like the things like I Amazon cut my life off. So Amazon work schedule is like four or five. No, it's four days a week, but it's 12 hour shifts. Mm. And I would be driving to work like an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, crying legitly, maybe six months after I had the job. Mm. And I didn't know, like mental health is not said that as much as it is as, I mean it's talked about as much as it is today right and so I didn't realize that basically I want to say maybe from 2011 to 2014 15 I was severely depressed and I didn't know it mm-hmm. because I was so used to living under those terms and just pushing through and just showing up being whatever I wanted to be that day I could have been great or I could have been trash and um that really pushed me to be like this is not the life that Jesus called me to live for Mm. and I legitly I I got into an accident I went out on like FMLA after the accident or something like that and I never went back Mm. so I mean the fact that you had your aha moment you know somewhere you know, in a car. And then that, that is follow up. Well, cause I always believe that God can hear your heart, always can hear your heart. Even if it doesn't come out of your mouth, if you're thinking it, if it's in your heart, God can hear it. So somewhere in your heart and out of your mouth, God was like, I need to give this girl a break so she could realize the life that I got for her. Cause this ain't it. And so, you know, you're on FMLA, you're, you're sitting at home. I mean, what happens next? Like you, you decide to pick up a computer and start a business. Like what, what, what happened? So before that, before I started Amazon, I was heavy into my, um, my spirituality, heavy into Jesus. I built an online ministry called girls of royalty with my girlfriend Mm. and we was like, we had prayer, we had Bible study with people around the world. And that's when Instagram first came out and I built the Instagram platform. Um, and this was like in a very organic way. This is when, you know, you would, um, 
follow people for a follow, then unfollow them. This is when the Instagram uh, timelines was like chronological order, <laughs> like when it made sense, you know. And so we built this popping ministry. My girlfriend, she was uh, like a teacher. She was um. She was like a minister, basically. And I was just like, oh, the marketing person. I went to school for fashion and marketing. Always, that was, that's my gift. Like marketing, conversations, sales, making people feel comfortable. Those are my things. Connecting people. Those are my gifts. So I always work well in my gifts in terms of what type of positions I had. Mm-hmm. And I always knew what my purpose was. I gonna say always knew, but when I, after I had Bella, I really started narrowing down like what is my purpose what am I supposed to be doing this this is and third so that's really how I transitioned out of Amazon Mm. I mean that's that's an amazing story especially when you're talking about building Instagram organically I have to say like I'm starting to start my own little thing like just helping small businesses grow particularly for the black community but really all small businesses because there's a big need there like the amount of times I've seen online people say, uh, what kind of entity should I form? An S-Corp, an LLC, or a sole prop? I must see that question no less than 36 times a day. And I'm like, that yeah. that lack of information for the minority community, women-owned, minority-owned businesses, it's just so big. And so for you to be in the e-commerce space, which is really at the top of where we are today, with everything that's happening in the economy Every single business has to have an e-commerce presence if they want to survive the future, the next five years. Because if you don't, you won't. And so, you know, you're in such an important segment and you're doing it through email marketing. So before we move on, I I have to know, like, what exactly is Clavio? What is email marketing and why does it matter to small business owners? So, um... What is Calavio? What was that doing? Um, what is e-commerce marketing and why why should it matter to small business owners? Right. So before e-commerce was popping, I've been trying to get hairstylists, barbers, anybody who had a brick and mortar store back in like 2015, 16, I was trying to sell them, I was trying to sell them sales funnels. So I'll get more into that when we talk about Calavio, but I was trying to sell them sales funnels back in 16, 15, 16. I had learned it um, when I first started my business. And essentially it's like you taking your, your lead generation, what could be like a follow from somebody on social media and you're taking them through a sales process without them even noticing. Mm. And that's exactly what you do in e-commerce and you may not notice it, but it could be like free shipping when you sign up on a site or take 15% off for your first order, or it could be 40% off your first order. That's literally a lead magnet, something to attract a lead and send them down the sales process. So after that, they go into an email sequence that is in Calavio. And what Calavio is, is like your CRM. So it's like your customer, your customer management system. Mm-hmm. And in the back end, this is like Calavio is high level. Um, one of the best marketing email marketing platforms for e-commerce because it has the ability to take the data of what the customer is doing and tell you how to run your business based off of this data. Mm-hmm. Legitly. So when they go, when they sign up for that welcome sequence, or the, it's called a welcome sequence, when they sign up on that the, um, box on the website, we are taking them through a series of emails 
throughout their whole life cycle. So after they um, put their email in and they use that 15% off coupon, then they get a customer thank you email. Mm. After they do that, they like, oh, your your order was shipped. Please make a review. That's another email that's getting sent. After that, they may come back to the website, browse again, but don't purchase. That's another email that's sent. So literally, Calavio sends emails based off of what the customer is doing in your store. So that's how like cash money automations is built, is born and built off of is literally these one-time setups that people get from me and it allows them, um, it allows the, the store to make money based off of what the people who already know, like, and trust you bought from you before or want to buy from you and sends them emails. That is, first of all, that is so dope. Um, because I think that when people, it's like that unconscious buying, you don't even know that you're being sucked into the funnel. You just like, I'm here. Yeah. And, and then you're like, how did they know I needed some new leather pants? They are super yep. genius. So I, I, yep. I think it's such an untapped market, but I have to ask you, what exactly is cash money automations? I know you just touched on it briefly. What a dope name. You know, how did you know, how did you come up with that? And then I want to make sure we address the other question, which is why do you think or why do you think email marketing is so important to small businesses? And do you see like in, you know, because you're in this space, like, do you see that minority and women owned businesses are really taking advantage of these tools? Oh, so why is it so important? Think about the times think about the times when Facebook and Instagram shut down <laughs> or when they changed their algorithm or whatever. Trump, Donald Trump might shut that the internet down next week. We don't know. How will you get in contact with your customer? Mm. You don't own your data. Mm. Literally, people depend on social media to bring them traffic. Um, traffic or I might want to say traffic. They depend on social media to bring them a sale. They say, they say when I meet most clients, they say, "Oh, I just post on social media, and that's how I get myself." Mm. And I'm like, "That's it." And while yes, they may post and make a couple thousand dollars, if they can't post tomorrow, they have no way to get in contact with their customer. Mm. So. That's why one is super important um, to do it. And I've been screaming it from the rooftops before COVID came. I've been trying to get people to do it. And now that Corona is here um, or COVID, is it Corona? What is it called? I think the Rona. technical name is COVID, but you know. <laughs> now you that get the is here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Now that Ron is here, everybody sees how important it is. But no, I mean, I go into million dollar businesses who don't have, who don't see, who don't email their com- um their customers. That is, they crazy. don't. They, I mean, they have the data in a Shopify store or whatever platform that they may use, but they're not using it. You, they're re, they're using the same money. They may have like throw thousands, forties, thousands. 20s, 40s, $50,000 in Facebook ads. Mm. But all they got to do is email the person who already loved their product and profit off of the customer acquisition versus keep buying new customers. Mm. Say it again for the people in the back. Profit <laughs> off the customer acquisition <laughs> instead of <laughs> keep buying your customers. 
that has to be, I mean, I can tell you as somebody who works with small business owners literally every single day, I cannot tell you how many of them don't follow that same very basic business principle. And it it seems so logical, right? It seems like you would, but a lot of business owners don't think about it. They think like, to your point, that Instagram, Facebook, TikTok is going to be here forever. But they can, they can, like you said, change their algorithm. They can, you know, ban you. I've seen people get blocked, banned on Instagram. That your account. Oh, yeah. I had a good friend of mine. She was running a very successful credit repair business. Her account ended up getting hacked. When her account got hacked, Instagram shut down her profile completely, mm-hmm. and they shut yeah. down her profile for like thirty days for her to get mm-hmm. it back. She could not. Make a sale on Instagram for 30 days because I don't think she signed up for email marketing with social swans <laughs> because <laughs> she would have still had her customer base and she would have been able to keep on powering through, you know, through the whole situation. So I definitely am so glad that you highlighted that because it's so, so, so important. Um, so do you help business owners? What if they don't have a website? Do you have referral partners that you work with, but you can help them get set up so they can get the infrastructure or how does that work? So I don't have referral. I mean, I have a couple of people that I work with continuously, but not really like where it's like a real like life program type of thing, but I do refer some people out. I really, um, to be honest, I try not to work with people who are startups because essentially they just don't even have a revenue to work with me and they don't even have a mindset to understand what I do. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, so I really to be to work with me on a monthly basis, you got to be making 100 K or more. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm probably about to change my um requirements to work with me as far as like even Calavio set up because I just had a little situation a day where uh, a customer was kind of mad at me because her emails wasn't making money and I'm like sis one person went through this flow mm-hmm. one person mm-hmm. only one person so how is it supposed to make you money and it's like Sometimes, you know, people, they be like investing the, the, like they may invest their last dollar into it or they may be mad because of whatever they pay. But you have to understand that you have to understand that funnels work based off like email marketing works based off of how many people you actually have, not necessarily like just send the email and I'm going to make money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You have to have the database, you know, yeah. you have to have the database or the contact, you know, and then once you have that, you then you collect the emails because everybody has a different mindset for buying. I mean that that's like almost business one oh one, you know? And it takes it takes a while, I guess. I would imagine that it would take a while for the system to build its business intelligence, right? So it's a it's yeah. a, it's a uh, it's artificial intelligence. If you don't feed it with enough data and with enough intelligence, it cannot produce the results. So I agree with you. I think that you know finding finding your target market, finding your target customer and growing with them. It's great. I'm so happy I have you on because you don't know how many business owners I work with who who are not taking advantage of something that I really think would help them grow their bottom line, especially with the current environment that we're in today. So what oh, is yeah. an abandoned cart, right? Because I was on your Instagram. I came across the IGTV video and you were talking about the abandoned cart. And I was like, what? I got I to gotta ask her again. <laughs> what is the abandoned cart? How does it work? And how can you profit from that? 
So abandoned cart is literally when you go to a, a checkout, you go to the checkout and you don't check out. Mm. And you may see it from like your large retailers where you may get an email and see that you went and added something to your cart. You almost checked out, but you got distracted. And how many times we legitly get distracted? I've been trying to count how many times I get distracted in one hour. You get distracted so many times in one hour. And it's literally legitly just because you got an Instagram notification. The kids is crying. You got to go, oh, turn that pot off. Whatever it could be. And the person just forgot about the item. And if you just gently remind them and send them an email, they check out. Mm. Mm, that's true. When I tell you, uh, what is that company? Uh, Forever 21. They got that down pat. <laughs> because I go on. I, I'm, I'm like, I, I would tell my husband, he jokes at me. I am a serial online shopper, but I never buy. I, you know how some people like to window shop? I am that yeah. thing. I window shop online. I go to a Target. I add tons of things to my cart. I never check out. I do that Forever 21, Zara, you name it, I do it. But the two companies, no, the one company that never lets me get caught slipping is Forever 21. They will email me 15 times. Yeah, yep. the items in your cart are running low. You better yeah. check out soon. <laughs> so, yep. so I, I think that, and you know what happens? I actually go buy it because it's like peer pressure. It's like yeah, it's a little bit of peer pressure. So, so I definitely think that's helpful. Now, is now you mentioned before that you were going to change the revenue size of the customers you were considering working with. Is that because Clavio is an expensive tool, or you know, what do you what do you see as your competitive advantage? Um, you know, because I I'm, I'm not one hundred percent sure, but I'm imagining that Clavio is a um, like anyone can buy it, right? So, what's your competitive advantage? Um, so. Calavio, so a lot of business owners don't like the Calavio bill. It's not your average like $100 bill. It is based off of how many people are in your system. So it is expensive. Um, but literally, my competitive advantage is that I study data. Like I'm, I can look at data and see where your money holes are in your business as soon as I get on your Calavio. So most people aren't techie and they don't know customer psychology, customer sales psychology or the customer journey. So that's why I'm like the go-to person for Calavio. Mm, I love that term, the customer psychology. That because, you know, and you develop that experience. I, you know, from from what your time at Amazon, were you in the same space? So, no, at Amazon, I was a problem solver, but still looking at data. Right. Mm -hmm. But I worked in retail all my life. I worked at Foot Locker, like any retail spot I worked at. And then not only that, I am a people person and I study people. So like. I'm the person that's like, I'm loud, but I'm also watching a person to my left. Mm. And I'm looking at what they're doing. And it's not just because I don't trust them or anything. It's just that I like, that's, I like doing it. Mm. You like knowing what motivates people to make decisions. Yeah, that, definitely. That, that is fantastic. So where do you see your company going in the next three to five years? You know, what, what, are, what are the types of, you know, what's your biggest success story first? Because, you know, I got to let you brag on yourself a little bit. And then where do you see your company going in the next three to five years? Um, Brag on myself. Yes, uh, brag on yourself. Let the whole run it all down. 
<laughs> so bragging on myself is so hard for me. Um, I don't know why. I but... saw she ra- she radiance on your website. Yes. We're not going to let that slide by. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a lot of, I do have a lot of popping clients. Um, and <laughs> um, I guess the biggest, one of the biggest lately, uh, we did $2 million in cash money automations during COVID um, email marketing. So that's not including just like the one-time campaigns. And this is literally the ones that are based off a of customer triggers so abandoned cart customer thank you those things so we did two million dollars excuse me just this year and it's probably way more than that uh, i think that was back in june we did two million and i'm i work with a lot of small businesses i work with messing a bottle shade radiant swink a posh um child. oh i work with the super mom culture play pits yeah, I, I work with a lot of small businesses, like small black e-commerce fashion brands. They all, they my people. Um, I even consulted with them or did some setups with them. Yeah. Well, I am, I am so happy to hear that, especially because it is a, it's a niche, it's a niche, right? Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. niche market that yeah. that is untapped, especially in the community of color, because I see them all the time. And I'm like, oh, you need Clavio. Let me, uh, you need it. So uh, how, um, so what was your biggest lesson in your journey in entrepreneurship so far? So my biggest lesson, child, I got so many of them, but um, niching down really helped me a lot. I feel like that is when I was able to blow up. So Swinker Posh is like, so Swinker Posh and Kelly's Closet is, well, Swinker Posh is a, a woman's clothing uh, store. And then Kelly's Closet is a, a plus size lingerie brand. And they were like the first two people who let me try this idea. And so I've been building sales funnels, but it looked it looks different for um, service providers. But when I did it in the e-commerce way, it looked different because it's all based off of triggers. But they let me try this idea of I seen this thing at this conference where a lot of white people hang out at, and I want to try it on y'all businesses. And when I did that and niched down to e-commerce, fashion and beauty brands. I basically blew up. Wow. And it was, I mean, I probably could have blew up faster if I bragged on myself more, but really I was getting it down, like learning to the T everything in the actual program. And once I started just focusing straight on just email marketing and not doing social media no more and not building landing pages, I took all those services off the menu. Mm-hmm. And I started selling one thing and that helped me. I never, one of the things that, and not to keep going on, but one of the things that really helped me was I never, for, I keep saying to myself, how could somebody sell one, how could somebody sell four bundles of hair, four different types of bundles of hair and make $20 million? How? Because they understand what their customers want and they respond to it and that alone. <laughs> so if they can do that and just with four just with four different types of hair mm-hmm. and if I'm only selling two services 
it was just like, well, that means that you just need to re- make your reach bigger. Mm-hmm. So once I stopped doing all the other stuff and just started focusing on one thing, it was just like, then clients started coming to me. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's one of the messages I always send my business owners is figure out your best seller and master it. You have yep. to ma- you you have to master where you are before you move on. Growing too quickly, and another thing, growing too quickly before you're ready is not good either. Imagine if all of those services had taken off at the same time, you would have either had to hire a sales team immediately to help build out. Now you got to train them, develop them, get them ready, and then you know, and then you start disappointing clients. And then when that happens, you lose credibility. And then when that happens, you can go out of business. So I think you were smart to do that. That's a smart business move. And that makes you a brilliant businesswoman. So I'm excited. (laughs) Um, So before we wrap, because, you know, I want to make sure to ask you, um, how do we find first? How do we find you if um, if you interested in your services? Um, How do we follow you? So I'm on um, Instagram email marketing join right so that's like my personal brand and then um social swans is the actual agency on instagram and then socialswans.com you can literally see all the services that we provide there those that's the two things hashtag email marketing join you can find anything yes make sure to follow her follow her i checked out her website it's absolutely beautiful i love your your uh, graphics and your imagery I was on your website for like an hour and it's scrolling through. I'm like, wow, who did her website? (laughs) Really? My friend just did it for me too. Yeah, it it looks absolutely beautiful. The red, the color choices. I love how you say happy clients. It's it's really beautiful. Um, But I'll go ahead and end the conversation there. I want to thank you, Alyssa, so much for sharing your knowledge, your joy, your courage with us today. Please be sure to follow her on Instagram. Check out her website. Support minority women-owned businesses, especially because I'm Black too. Black women-owned businesses. And I hope to see you guys next time. And we'll get into another conversation. Bye, guys.